Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. Like y'all did this morning, man, just, you helped me preach this morning, I'm telling you. I don't have no complaints. Hallelujah. God was in this place such a mighty way. I feel him in here again tonight. Special presence of the Lord. Amen. I'm going to be turning to St. Mark, the 10th chapter. Glory. Hallelujah. St. Mark, I'm going to, got a couple texts I want to read tonight. Hallelujah. God spoke to me about this some time ago. And uh, it's just kind of been sitting there. and I felt like I needed to bring it tonight. Mark 10 starting at verse number 13 and reading through 16. And they brought young children to him that he should touch them. And his disciples rebuked those that brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was much displeased and said unto them, Suffer the little children to come unto me and forbid them not. For of such is the kingdom of God. Verily I say unto you, whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, he shall not enter therein. And he took them up in his arms, put his hands upon them, and blessed them. I want to turn now to Matthew chapter 18. Matthew chapter 18. Read verses 1 through 6. At the same time came the disciples unto Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus called a little child unto him and set him in the midst of them and said, Verily I say unto you, except ye be converted, become as a little child, as little children ye shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child, the same as the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoso shall receive one such little child, in my name receiveth me. But whosoever shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me, It were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and that he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Praise God. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you, O Lord, again tonight for your spirit that I feel in this place. Asking you, God, that you would take every mind and bring it together, Lord. I need your anointing tonight, God. Speak, Lord, through this vessel of clay to encourage and strengthen, Lord, this church. 
We ask it, God, in thy lovely name. Amen and amen. And you can be seated. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm going to minister a while tonight on this subject, calling for the children, calling for the children. One night God spoke into my spirit and he said, I'm calling for the children. And this message come out of that. Let me preference some things early on about children here in the beginning. Hallelujah. And when you are a child, you have no rights. Stay with me a minute. You do whatever your parents allow you to do. You're not your own boss. Well, maybe some of them today are. But maybe that's what's wrong. And then, then that question comes, why? Well, because the parents' knowledge is greater than ours or yours. And their provisions is the child's source of life. And we depend upon them. Our parents were dependent upon them. To receive provisions, you must ask for them, though. It's just like saying, when you're sitting at the table, would you please pass the potatoes? Or pass me a piece of that cherry pie or that pumpkin pie or that cobbler. You know, you boys know what I'm talking about. Just, just give me a piece of that, please. I, I need some of that. And I want you to know tonight that the same is true of our Heavenly Father. Lord. I want you to know when I give my life to Him, Brother Malone, that I lost my rights and I give him all everything. I am only complete in him. Glory. Hallelujah. Let me remind you how annoying children can be. Nobody's ever been through this. You know, the children that ask a thousand questions. You, you know, you, you remember the question stage when they can't ask enough questions. And you get so tired of answering questions that after a while you're saying, would you quit asking so many questions? And then it's the continual talking stage, won't shut up. Jabber, jabber, jabber. You know. And then it comes, you're getting on my nerves. Everlast nerve. Annoying. Bothering you. Wanting something and you're busy. And, you know, it's like, 
Hey, Daddy. Hey, 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 Daddy. Hey, 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 Daddy. Daddy. Hey, hey, Daddy. Daddy. Or it's Mommy. Mom. Pulling on the dress tail. Mom, Mom. Hey, Mom. Mom. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Would you leave me alone for a moment? Lord, I need a vacation. Need out a night out away from these kids are about to drive me nuts. You know, they're not minding very well. Hey, would you do this? And I'm going to tell you, I think more now than ever before. I believe that kids get focused on something and they don't hear you. I have never seen one-track minds like they are today, but when they get focused, honey, they're focused and nothing else matters. And so you can be talking to them and they don't hear you because they're focused. Would you turn that Minecraft off? How come you raised your head there? Your time is about up. It's going to go off in a little while, and I can't wait. Come on. Yet on the other side, they are fearless. And you wish they had a little fear, but they'll try anything once. They'll jump out of the tree. Don't dare them to do anything. They'll do it or try. Die trying. And then comes the stage when you've got to one or more, you got more than just one of them, and one is saying, hey, Johnny done it. No, I didn't do it. He done it. You're not sure who done it, but one of them done it, and they're not going to take the blame. They're going to blame it on the other. Frustrating. Dear God, did I raise these children? Glory. Then closing their ears and not listening, you know. Doing things and denying help. You know, you ever tried to help some kid do something and they don't want you helping them? And in so many words, they let you know very quickly that just leave me alone, I'll get it. Annoying. Come on, church. Always in a hurry when you don't want them to be in a hurry. You know, grab that hand. Don't you dare to run across there. You'll get hit. Even at McDonald's, the drive-thru, you know. And here they go and the car has to put on the brakes, you know. Scares you to death. Not listening. 
All they're thinking about is getting across there and getting them something to eat, some nuggets and fries, extra fries, and a Dr. Pepper, if you please. Glory. Hallelujah. How am I doing? The hurry up stage, if they're in a bigger hurry than you are and you wish they'd just take the hand and slow down. Then there's that instant at home when you're ready to go and they're piddling around doing something. And you walk back in the house, Trevor, what in the world are you doing? Well, I'm hunting something, Mom, and I can see them rummaging, you know. They're going to find it because they got something that they want to take with them. And if they can't find it, they're still rummaging. And Mama says, hey, it's time to go. We got to get out of here. And there comes the whimpering. Hey, Mom, I want it. I really want to take that. You know what I'm talking about. Have I made myself clear? Do you understand what I'm getting at? You never correct them on any of these things, right? I overheard a little story the other day, son. It kind of reminded me of Mom a little bit. I don't remember where we was at, but this lady began to talk about her little boy, that she was having some problems with him right now. And she said, uh, when she had, I think when she had left home and one of the kids or her dad or somebody had made a paddle and it looked like a hand. So she, she had carried that with her. And, and, and I, I seen what the problem was right away because she said she'd never used it. But it's good to threaten them with, she said. Come on. I'm talking about children, yet God is calling for children. Children, come on. He's wanting a children spirit in the church. So you don't want to never discredit children in the church because God likes the spirit of children in the church. It's a must to have that spirit. And if we don't have it, then we're missing something. Oh, hallelujah. Man, I'm feeling that same thing that overwhelmed me this morning. Y'all like preached me to death this morning, but I felt good about it. I went home tired and took a nap. What I'm here to tell you is that according to Scripture that I read tonight, that the very thing that you and I would rebuke, God is calling for. The apostles, they rebuked them for bringing the children. And the Lord said, suffer them not. Let them bring to me the children. What I want is a childlike spirit in my church. In fact, you must have it in your church. Or you must be that way. Or you're never going to see heaven. That's strong preaching, but I'm going to tell you. That's how it is. If we can't be like a child, he said you're not going to enter. We need some simple adults. Oh my, that hit a note, didn't it? We've got a few, but maybe not enough. 
I get inspired when I'm awake about two, three o'clock in the morning, four. I go into my office and I sit down, and the first thing I see when I come through my office door is this. Y'all remember last year sometime, I set up a little prayer room over here, prayer closet. You remember that? Just a simple little message of how we need to pray and make a closet to pray in. We need to be shut in with God. I haven't changed that. That still needs to be. But at that time, you know who was more inspired out of all of that than anybody else? It was my little grandson, and I'm proud of him. And in January, he said, this year I will do more praying. And he gave it to Papa, and I hung it on my board because I thought that special. I don't know how many adults were inspired, but a child was inspired by a message that Papa preached. You know why? He had a childlike spirit. And I had my reasons. But that night, if you'll notice that I'd done something, that I let the children go in there. I didn't let adults go in there and pray, but I let the children go in there. You know why? Because they were inspired by a closet. God help us. Maybe that's why that I preach the way I do. I'm still a child, so I build childish things. And I use childish things. But I'm going to tell you, the Lord likes childish ways. He understands more of a child than he does the adult. He said, they're so good at it. I want that spirit in my church. Oh, glory, hallelujah. So I keep that on my wall. Every time I walk through the door, I get inspired because I know Trevor's praying. He can get inspired like that. I would to God that they would some adults get inspired because of the little prayer closet over here that said, because of that, I'm going to pray more this year. I'm going to do more praying. I'm going to get in earnest with God. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, I got to move. Hallelujah. The very thing that we would rebuke, God is calling for and wanting. I'm a little upset by that. I don't want to be one of those rebukers of the children. Come on, they may run after church. And they may cut a few rusties in here. I was hoping little Liam would be here tonight. He's my little buddy because I've noticed something about him. He's a good example. Because I've noticed that out of Liam, all he does is what he sees all of us do. He's seen Mama and Papa do it, and he's probably seen him do a little of that just at home, you know, kind of teaching him the ways of the apostolic church. And I'll see him, and he'll be looking over, and whatever you do, he's doing. You know. He knows how to kick his foot. Yes, sir. He knows, he knows how to do him a little two-step. Come on. He knows how to worship. He can't wait for it to start church so he can get up here and worship a little bit. 
he's going to be right there in front of Sister Rhonda, and he's going to be looking both ways to see who's doing what. Because if he sees something doing something he can mimic, honey, he's going to do it. That's the way it ought to be. That childlike spirit ought to be in our church. It ought to be that whatever they see us do, that they ought to do. You want to lead them right? Bring them to church. (laughs) You want to see them become a worship? Don't be a stick in the mud yourself. God said, get on your feet. Worship me. The children are doing it. Where are you? Thank you, Jesus. Uh, Glory. See, God says, the Lord said, that's my prized possession. I, I love children. In fact, I wish I could get some adults that'd be just like them. And he said, in fact, if you don't get like them, you're not going to enter. Lucas, he's going to know how to take up an offering. Probably the truth is, if we let him take up the whole offering, we get more money than we would with. Just a, just a little thing here, Pastor, that you might want to make him your usher. Offerings may increase. And I'll be truthful with you. He probably wouldn't have to do nothing but stand up here in front and just look pretty. And everybody would come and throw the money in. He wouldn't even have to work for it. He's liking it too. I, I love you, buddy. Glory. Hallelujah. Glory. Matthew 21. 15 and 16. Matthew 21, 15 and 16. When the chief priest and the scribes saw the wonderful things that he did and the children crying in the temple and saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they were sore displeased. And said unto him, Hearest thou what these say? Jesus said unto them, Ye have, yea, have ye never read out of the mouth of babes and sucklings thou hast perfected praise? Come on. The chief priests here and the scribes, come on, were upset because the children was crying, Hosanna. To Jesus in the temple. They didn't think he was worthy of praise. Because they didn't recognize the king of kings and the Lord of lords. It is a sad thing, Brother Terry, when a child recognizes Jesus, but the adults don't. It is a sad thing when our children come into the house of God and they began to do a little dance because they're feeling something in here. Nobody else may be doing anything, 
But the kids, you notice them, they began to move. I'm telling you, I've watched these kids at times, and they've come up to the altar before adults ever come. You know why? Because they were inspired by something that went on in the church. God is calling for a childlike spirit in the church. Oh, 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 Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 I say let the children praise him. If the adults don't want to, I say let the children praise him. Oh, glory. It ought to be a normal thing for our children to praise the Lord. It ought to be normal when they come in here, Sister Rhonda. It ought to be a normal thing for kids like Liam to imitate what they have seen done. Don't get after them for that. Come on. Don't slap their hands and tell them to quit. <laughs> you encourage them. Let them become a worshiper. Come on. We got to have worshipers in the church. We got to have a childlike spirit in here. Come on. We got to quit being so starchy that we're afraid to worship God and somebody to see us or laugh at us. Let them laugh. If I'm feeling the presence of God, I don't care. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I hope they've seen their family do it. And they're doing what the adults have done before it. Glory. Let me tell you, they were taught, children were taught in that day, crying Hosanna. They were taught carrying branches at the feast. Come on. They were taught at the Feast of Tabernacle to carry palm branches and to cry Hosanna. It was a part of their heritage. And yet these dumbfounded adults, even the priest, saying, shut them up. Rebuke the children. Jesus said, I'm not going to rebuke them. Can I put it in my own words? But I'm going to tell them to keep on waving the branches. Keep on praising me. Come on. Keep on worshiping me. If you'll worship me, I'll start doing great things in your midst. You'll start seeing revival. You'll start seeing a move of God if you'll just be like a child. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. My little great-granddaughter, I've noticed now that we can be sitting at the table and you can go. And she'll go. It's a little game back and forth. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you, when children first started, it becomes a little game. But after a while, they get involved so much that it's a way of life. That they know when they come into the house of God that it's time to worship. They can't wait for the singing and all of that to start. They're ready to worship. You may come out of the prayer room dry as last year's bird's nest. But I'm telling you, the kids are ready. Let them worship. Let them cry out praises to God. It's all right. The Lord said, I wish I could get some adults to do that. Oh, 
Hallelujah. My goodness. Hallelujah. How many of us got hanky? Anybody got a hanky? Y'all aren't really apostolic, are you? Brother Gregory, when I was a child growing up, and it almost happened every service, it was a, a normal thing. We talk about the children, you know, back then, and they got their branches and waved, waved them before the Lord. When we were children growing up, everybody carried a hanky. You know why? Because we're about to give the Lord a wave offering. You didn't bring one? What kind of a worshiper have you turned into? Sunday school teacher? You, where in the world? Well, maybe after tonight. Maybe after tonight, it'll change. Brother Freddie, it hadn't been too many years ago when we said Kingsburg, it almost come a normal thing. <laughs> you know what? When people got happy and started running the aisles, here we was going. <laughs> oh, sister so-and-so, she's getting blessed. Come on, it was a wave offering. And when, when sister so-and-so started doing that, everybody started getting out their hankies and said, it's time for a little worship. Come on, let's give the Lord a wave offering. Does the children have to start it? It ought to be the adults starting it. Shut up, Hussain. If the children were taught it back in that day to do it in the tabernacle, then we ought to teach it in our tabernacle that it's all right to wave your hanky. Walk in some churches doing that, they'd be thinking, what's wrong with this crazy bunch? You know what? The Lord said, give me some of those kids. Hosanna, come on. Hosanna. 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 Come on. Hosanna. Woo! Hosanna. That's what the kids done. It's normal. You're not crazy. When I get to feeling good, sometimes I feel like getting out of my hanky. I don't do it near as much as I used to because I almost feel like I'm stupid because I'm only one doing it. 
Come on, church. If he called for them to do it in the Feast of Tabernacles back then, what keeps us from doing it now? It's a tradition. It's part of our heritage, church. Come on. I don't know about you, but if we're not careful, we're going to lose our heritage. There's already churches that probably wonder what we're doing when we're, you know, waving this. What in the world are they doing? Them crazy people. Hey, the children do it, and the Lord said, I'm not going to rebuke them for it. I'm calling for that childlike spirit that the adults will get a hold of it and do it too. Hallelujah. Man, I'm about to get beside myself. Hold on, my shatola boys. Glory. Hallelujah. In order to be a part of our heritage. <laughs> Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, thou hast perfected praise. <laughs> In other words, you've never seen praise until kids do it. Jesus. You know why? Because they don't care what anybody thinks. Terry, it's a sad thing now when somebody pulls out a hanky and starts waving at everybody, looking around, see who else is going to get involved before they do. I wonder if this is going to be, you know, is everybody going to do this? How, how many is not going to obey that? Well, you just go ahead and be a deadhead if you want to, but I'm going to wave the Lord. I'm going to, come on, the kids is going to do it, so I'm going to do it. Oh, well, I'll just bring back some memories. Now, I'm telling you, I know one girl in here can do this. Come on. I remember this little gal before she even had her hair on her head. She sat back here on this other side in the first church, Brother Freddie, and she had out those maracas. And during service, man, hey, she couldn't wait for service to start. You know why? She was going to praise the Lord. Come on. She was going to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. And she began to play the maracas. Nobody told her to quit. Nobody told her to quieten that thing down. Come on, just keep on doing it. And look where she ended up today. She's still in church. Come on. Many have come and gone. But Sister Malone is still here. Come on. You know why? She had that childlike spirit. And she's never got rid of it. I thank God for it. Through her silliness, it's God grabbed a hold of Brother Malone. He's got that childlike spirit. And that's all right. Keep it, son. Don't ever get rid of it. Don't ever be ashamed of it. If God called for the children to praise the Lord, then no matter if you're waving a hanky or what you're doing, it's a praise. 
It's a praise. It's a praise unto the Lord. I believe Brother Gregory's seen it before. Thank you, Jesus. I'm trying to hurry, y'all. It's just not in me, is it? Hallelujah. It's that word, babe, them babes and sucklings. Comes from two Greek words which mean as depending upon the mother. And I like this, acting innocently. Children is innocent. They're so innocent in their worship. Come on. They're so innocent. Oh, glory. The maracas, it's all right. Come on. Now, I couldn't leave them here because my little great-granddaughter would not like that because she worships at home, too. Oh, Jesus. I want you to notice babies don't start off talking. It's, it's gibberish at first. You know, it's gibberish. You, you don't understand it. But I've noticed something. No matter whether you can understand it or not, you know, the first thing that Andrea Dawn done when she come to our house is, oh, Mama, Papa, she's found her voice. Oh, man, she was using that voice, and now she really uses it. Glory. Hallelujah. And, 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 and it's so cute. we so innocent that, you know, right now, Brother Terry, she's trying to get her to keep on doing There'll be a day she'll be trying to shut her up. And you may not understand that either. But she, I'm going to tell you, they can put an attitude with it where you almost understand. Amen? And that's the part we usually see in the church. And it's not from the children, but it's the adults. You can tell when they're not liking something. Come on. They'll set on the pastor when he starts getting on their toes. When really, when you've got a pastor that will preach the word straightforward without fear or favor, you ought to get your hanky out. Say, thank God for a pastor that will preach truth and don't care who's here, and he's still preaching truth. Thank God for ministers of the gospel that don't care what anybody thinks. I'm doing it not unto you, but unto God. Oh, I'm feeling the Holy Ghost. Feel the Holy Ghost in this place. McGee, you're not going to have to rock me to sleep tonight. I'm telling you. I'm feeling it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I wish some saints would find their voice in the church. Bless God, Bishop. I worship the Lord in my own way.
we're commanded to praise God. I don't even have this in my notes. There, that's a good thing. He he was talking about somebody reading for you. You wasn't real. I want you to read for it. Psalms Psalms forty seven. I believe in one. You. Can. Oh, all clap! Yeah, all clap your hands! Yeah, everybody, come on! Yeah, now do it. Yes. Uh huh. Ah. Woo. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Woo. what the Lord is hunting. He's hunting children. He's hunting people that takes on a children's spirit that's not afraid to raise their voice and clap their hands. I know I, got, I know I just feel this real good. I just we're going to do a little something here. You know, in Bible times, they used to do a, a lot of things just kind of one-sided doing, the other-sided I want you all to clap your hands on this side. Come on. I want to hear some hand clapping. Come on, clap your hands. Come on, church. Come on, clap your hands. Now I want you to stop and you take over. <laughs> they got it. They got it. That's what the Lord wants. He said, I want you to clap your hands, but I want you to raise your voice at the same time. I want praise going on in the house of God. Woo! Hallelujah. Thank you. You can be seated. Thank you, Jesus. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want saints to find their voice in the church. That nod's all right but I like it better when I can hear a voice. Let me tell you, when these men are up here ministering, they're not watching for a head nod. They're listening for a voice. And you know what makes it 
even better if you could just stand up and start clapping your hands and put a voice and the clapping together. That makes him know, hey, they're liking it. If the children were taught to do it, it ought to be automatic with the adults. Is this too hard? Hallelujah. In fact, I just wish somebody sometimes would praise the Lord in words I don't even understand. Just don't. Okay, I'll just go ahead and go there. I can remember. I don't know. I'm, I'm almost, boy, I hate to try to remember in this church. I don't even remember what's happening in here. It's a sad thing. The bishop don't remember that. But I'm going to tell you something. I can remember back in the middle church and in the first church. Pastor, I can remember the days, and I'm going to tell you, so she's not here tonight. She don't hear me say it. That's all right. I remember of my daughter, Rhonda, began to sing in a song, and all at once she breaks forth singing in tongues. You talk about something beautiful, honey. In fact, it'll raise the hair on your arms. You know why? Because it's in the Holy Ghost. Oh. Brother Terry, you've seen it, but it's been a while. And I began to think as I was, as I was studying for this message and going through it with a fine-tooth comb, I thought, God, why don't we hear this anymore? You remember Sister Jessup? You remember it? You remember it? Do you remember anybody singing song in tongues? Happen in our home church quite often. Rebecca used to do it a lot. Come on. God, I wish you could do it tonight. Josh and Sarah, you've been around here a long time. You ever heard that? You ever heard anybody singing tongues? Yes, sir. Granny used to do it. It's a normal thing. God, she had a childlike spirit. She didn't care what people thought. You know what? We'd be good to grab a hold of that. Come on, not care. Brother Zach, it'd be a good thing if we'd grab a hold of that spirit, not care what people think. Sister Brenda, I don't care how I act. As long as I'm feeling God, come on. You'll go ahead and sit. You sit like a knot on a logo. You want to, but I'm going to move in the Holy Ghost. If I feel like doing a little dancing, I'm going to dance. If I need to run, I'm going to run. Come on. Come on, if the kids will do it, why shouldn't the adults do it? I got a story I want to tell about him. Hallelujah. Used to be a normal thing. Somebody said normal thing. Normal thing is somebody start singing in tongues. 
because when they got up here and began to feel the presence of God, it became out in another language. And it was normal and still ought to be normal. Yet it's an extraordinary thing now. God is searching for some simple-minded adults like children. I remember Brother Logie when he was just a small fry. I don't know where I was one with him. I think I might have been one of you in that old land. He had him a bottle of oil. I told him, I said, you go over to, what's he called her now? You go to her mammy and you'd anoint her with oil. She didn't want that. <laughs> you know what? Adults are scared of kids that are worshipers. You know why? Because mammy knew well enough, enough about Pentecost that she knew something could transpire there. Let me tell you, when you're laying your hands on somebody, you're doing something. There is something passing from you to them. Be careful who lays their hands on you. Come on. They may be giving you a wrong spirit instead of a right one. I watch who's got their hands on me. And if I don't feel comfortable about it, I'm going to say, hey, would you step back a little bit? I need to God to move in here. He couldn't wait. And see, when, when he laid his hands on you, and to the floor, Mammy wasn't into that yet. She remembers days gone by. Anymore. I thank God that in apostolic churches, that's something kind of you see. That people say, man, now little Johnny's wanting to lay. Hey, Trevor liked to lay his hands on you. He'd shake your head real good. He wanted to make sure if you didn't fall, you was going to be dizzy enough to fall. Come on, teach the children. We need some childlike spirits in this church. Come on. We need some people that's not afraid to worship. They don't care how people look at them or what they think. If you want to stay out of the spirit, then I'm going to get in it. Whew. Mercy, I got to hurry. Let me tell you something. Matthew 18.3 teaches us that if you're not like a child, you're not going to enter. Sir, he's calling for the children. One man said it this way. One man said, they will learn to curse and to swear, or they'll learn to pray and praise. And I've heard both. But I like the praise and the prayer a whole lot better. 
Psalms 127. Psalms 127. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, I'm feeling it. Lo, children are a heritage of the Lord. You hear? You hear what your heritage is? It's your children. And the fruit of the womb is his reward. He's calling for the children. Come on. Hallelujah. Now, let's go to 1 Corinthians 1. I'm about done. I'm about done. My goodness. I wasn't going to preach it now. Help me, Lord. Can't get out of it. Lo, children are a heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is His reward. Glory. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, what He chooses, we rebuke. 1 Corinthians 1, 27 through 29. 1 Corinthians 1. Glory. Lo, children are heritage to the Lord. But God hath chosen. Where happened to my scripture there? But God hath chosen the, everybody said foolish. Foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. Woo. Next verse. Glory. And base things of the world and the things which are despised hath God chosen, yea, the things which are not, to bring to naught things that are. Yeah, in the next verse. That no flesh should glory in his presence. He don't want your flesh to glory. That's why he wants you to be childlike. He don't want you to get stuck on yourself because I worship better than anybody else. You ain't seen anybody dance till I dance. When you get that carried away, honey, you better sit on the seat or get yourself to the altar because it's not real worship. God's looking for real worshiper. He's looking for the childlike spirit. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. He chose what we would rebuke. Can I, can I just remind you that Naaman would have never received his healing if it hadn't have been for his wife's little maid? She said, if he would have asked you, Master, to do some great thing, you would have done it. She talked him down. He would have never, ever Received his healing if it hadn't have been for that little maid was a child. Sometimes we need to thank God for children. Eli would not have received his word from God if it hadn't have been for a lad named Samuel that was listening. Eli, he could not hear God no more. That's a sad place to be. But God spoke through Samuel. To Eli. 
And notice whose voice. He, he spoke to him in a familiar voice. He recognized it as Eli's voice. Yet it was God's voice that said, you need to go tell Eli. Childlike spirit. I wonder what we could receive if we would just ask as a child. If we'd just say, you know, pass the pumpkin pie or Lord, just pass me the blessing. Just pass me the Holy Ghost tonight. Mason, you can come because I, I've got a little reading here I want to do. In Arthur's unknown, but I believe this will put everything in perspective that I've been trying to preach for you the last hour, almost. Not yet, but close. When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw you hang my first painting on the refrigerator. And I wanted to paint another one. When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw you feed a stray cat. And I thought it was good to be kind to animals. When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw you make my favorite cake for me. And I knew that little things are special things. When you thought I wasn't looking, I heard you pray. And I believe there was a God I could always talk to. When you thought I wasn't looking, I felt you kiss me goodnight, and I felt loved. When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw tears come from your eyes. And I learned that sometimes things hurt, but it's all right to cry. Get that manly spirit out of you that don't want you to cry. It's not weak to be a man that cries. It's a strength. I said it's a strength. It's all right to cry, man. That don't make you a sissy. That makes you a man. When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw you give to someone needy, and I learned the joy of giving. I'm going to insert this. Your kids know if you pay tithes or not, they watch. When they start seeing you drop in that envelope every week, it does something to them. And you know what? When they grow up, they're going to do it. When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw you always did your best, and it made me want to be all that I could be. When you thought I wasn't looking, I heard you say, thank you. And I wanted to say thanks for all the things I saw when you thought I wasn't looking. Or the unknown. If that don't put it all in perspective for us tonight, I don't know what does. Our kids are watching us, Brother Terry. Grandkids are watching us now. Great-grandkids. Little great-grandbabies know us well enough now that, man, whenever 
Mama brings her through that door. She starts kicking them legs, and the smile comes across her face. Pretty soon she's wanting Mama and Papa. You know how good it does, Bishop, when I come through the doors and these kids start running to me? Let me sit between you two. I just feel like I want to sit here a little bit. These are some fine boys up here. What's, what's, what's Mamma? What do you call her? Mimi? Mammy. When I'm around, Mammy's around, and here comes these boys to hug me. She said, I believe they'd come and live with you. childlike spirit and, and I usually get one or two or three from this guy he come back and he'll give them again and again Sister McGinn I cherish those hugs from our grandkids and our all of those that give some room for Patrick I don't ever see any adults running to me when I come in the door. <laughs> this altar's open. And if you don't have a childlike spirit, tonight I'm asking you that you need to search for one because you are not going to make heaven without it. That's how important it is to have kids in the church. Don't ever discredit kids. Come on, they may make noise. They may holler out in church a little bit. That's all right. I'd rather them holler out in church than to holler for daddy outside of a beer joint. Come on. I'd rather them be worshiping God. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you, and have a blessed day.